RadioInfluence.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How's everybody doing out there this week? Listen, man, listen, I hope everybody had a wonderful, great, grand 4th of July celebration. Uh, you know, I I did. I did. And I hope you did as well. Uh, you know, a little fun fact, fun fact for, for the motorcycle community is it not only, it's not only the 4th of July, which, you know, is considered the birthday of America. It's also the birthday for Ducati. Yes, that's right. July 4th, July 4th, I believe the year was 1926, 1926. I believe somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Shoot me a DM, instant message, whatever. Holler at me. Holler at your boy. Uh, But Ducati, uh, the company, the manufacturer, and they've got such a rich, rich history before motorcycles. I mean, if you guys do some, if you guys care to run a Google and I won't get into the whole history lesson today, but it's some very interesting things that Ducati was involved with before motorcycles, you know, became the boom, boom before that really took off. But uh, I remember having a great conversation with my dear friend, Vicki Smith. And I got to have Vicky on the show. Vicky, I know you're listening, you know, clear your calendar because, you know, that call is coming. Uh, Vicky gave me a great, great. She's such a, oh, my goodness, a fountain of motorcycle knowledge, but particularly in the scope of what Ducati has done from the beginning. So, Vicky, I know you're listening. Correct me if I'm wrong, but or co-sign if I'm correct that it was July the 4th. 1926 when the when the company of Ducati was born holla at your boy let me know um but uh Vicky has oh she just knows so much stuff and she gave me a great history lesson on everything from motors lawnmowers speakers radios all these great great little uh devices uh that you know, would be considered modern technology for the time at that time. OK, in 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 reference to the 1920s and 30s and onwards. But it was the turning point of motorcycles of when Ducati, uh, you know, if you want to say went all went all in. On motorcycles, that's when things seem to turn around. But she's got to, I got to have her on the show to talk about that. So, Vicky, I know you're listening. Love you. Black Moses appreciates you. You're coming on the show sooner than later. Moving on. Moving on. (laughs) Okay. Ah, this is going to be a great weekend. There's a lot of motorcycle action going on this weekend. I know that you guys are excited about it. Uh, There's World Superbike. World Superbike. Donington Park in the UK. It's going to be insane. It's going to be an insane race. There's race. There's so many for this race. This is the hometown race for a lot of a lot of riders. Uh, Lowe's, uh, Rhea, uh, Sykes, uh, Leon Haslam. 
<laughs> Chaz Davies, um, just you know, if, if if I'm not getting the if I'm not getting it wrong, there's just a great great number of riders that are competing in the World Superbike Series that this is their home race, and it's going to be just oh my, it's going to be so great. I'm so excited. Shout out to my brother Tom Sykes. Tom Sykes, number 66. Tom is, you know, you guys know who he is. Tom is doing the business on the BMW S1000RR. I am so, you know, this is his first season on the bike. I am so excited with what he has accomplished. And it's, you know, it's, it's so cool to what, to know him. That's my bro. I call him Buttercup. <laughs> It's a joke. He calls me big man. That's my guy. Tom Sykes is my designated driver. Okay. I, I, I will enjoy an adult beverage from time to time. Tom does not drink alcohol. So when Tom and I are together, Tom drives and it's not too shabby for black Moses's designated driver to be a world superbike champion. Um, and trust you and me. Trust you, believe me, <laughs> Tom drives a car in the same manner that he drives, that he rides his bike. Okay, you, it's, the, it's the same mentality. It's the same action. He bobs his head. He makes the turn. It's hilarious to be in a car when Tom is behind the wheel. Tom, I love you, bro. Uh, I'm excited for you. Go do the damn thing this weekend. And, and you know, shout out to all, all the competitors out there doing the damn thing. World Superbike, Donington Park, this weekend, World Superbike. And then, and then, on top of that, on top of that, we've got MotoGP. MotoGP, shout out to my boy BT. He does MotoGP with BT in, uh, in the pages of Sport Bikes Inc. magazine. A great article. If you haven't checked it out yet, it's a monthly article. BT gives a monthly rundown of everything that's popping in MotoGP. Make sure you check it out. www.sportbikesincmag.com. It's the hotness. It's Black Moses approved, obviously. But... MotoGP in Germany this weekend, and I just love the name, the the Sachsenring. I'm probably not saying it right, but I just love the way I say it. So I say the Sachsenring. It just sounds super cool, super sexy. It's a great, great circuit, a lot of race action. I'm excited. It's MotoGP, World Superbike, same damn weekend, same damn time. I'm stoked. Moving on, next weekend, next weekend, ah, your boy Black Moses is heading back to California for what, pray tell? World Superbike and Moto America at Mazda WeatherTech Raceway. You guys know it as Laguna Seca, uh, it, the corkscrew, uh, just everything that that track embodies. You know, I say the corkscrew because it's 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 such so many great things have happened on that section of the track. I'm preaching to the choir. You guys and gals are familiar. If you're not, you should be with Laguna and all the great races and all the great action that has occurred there. Um, and, and so I'm excited that next weekend, again, it's almost like the sensibility, the sentiment is the same as going to Austin, Texas for MotoGP. It is 
going to be a huge Moto family reunion. So many of my Moto family and friends are going to be there. Holla at your boy, Black Moses. Let me know if you are going. Please, beforehand, hit me up. I would love to see and, and see as many of you as possible. Um, shout out, shout out to everybody that makes the trek from all over the world, but particularly uh, the people from the East Coast. You know, it's a... You know, it's just a great, um, it's a great, not that you need an excuse to go to California, but it's a great excuse (laughs) to get to California if you're on the East Coast. A lot of people make family vacations out of it. But look, I'm going to see the races. I'm going to see my fam. I'm going to see my my moto fam, uh, my moto friends, and just everybody out there. You can tell that I'm excited and uh, I can't wait to get out there. Listen, man, listen, (laughs) I got a great show this week and I'm excited and I don't want to, I just want to jump into it. So, uh, you know, without further ado, without further ado, welcome to life in the fast lane, y'all. Let's ride. My guest this week is you, where where do I begin? Where do I begin with this young lady? Um, I, the obvious, the obvious is, is to say that she's a dear friend. She is, I can, you know, she's a homie. I love her to pieces. Um, she's just an incredible human being. Uh, she's good for my soul. And she makes me, she makes me feel what is, what is the importance of having strong and in strong support, strong support. Um, your support system is key. Your support system is clutch. This young lady, man, is the, oh, she's just the prime example of strength. I love her. I love her. I love her. She's a fantastic lady. I'm proud to call her my friend, proud to call her my homie, proud to call her my sister. She is the fiance of the late, great Kentucky legend, number 69, my bro, miss you, man, miss you, man, Nikki Hayden. Please welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, Jackie Marin. Good morning, Alan. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing grand. I'm doing fantastic. You know, yeah. your boy's doing very, very, very well. You know, always are, always, always. Are. You know, good vibes, good, positive, strong vibes. Nothing less. In true Black Moses form. Yes, <laughs> always. Yes, yes. Listen, listen. How are you? What's going on? I'm good. Not too bad. We just, you know, had the 4th of July. So that was a nice little holiday. Um, I'm out here on your coast, on the East Coast. East side? Yes, on the East side. Yes. East side, just enjoying life, taking it easy. Good. Now, listen, listen, you know, you and I, you're one of, you're one of those people that if someone were to ask me, Black Moses, how did you meet Jackie? And obviously we met through, you know, the brother, big bro, the late great, you know, Nikki. Um, But I don't remember the specific moment in which we met. Do you? I do. I absolutely do. Enlighten your boy, because <laughs> tell me, tell me how. 
I didn't have to think hard about this either. I was like, oh, I know. I know where we met. We met in Hollywood at a press event for Ducati. I think they were unveiling, was it the Penigale? No, it was that the Penigale. Was it the Penigale or was it the Diavo? It might have been the Diavo. I don't, I have photos. Wait, was that the, okay, now listen, I remember I remember both of those events and both of those nights very clearly, very clearly. But it was one we went to, we were on the rooftop of the W. That okay. was for the Panic Alley. Yes, okay. And we went across to Drea's. And the other one, I think it was the in Beverly Hills called the Playboy, not Playboy. Um, Playhouse, Playhouse. Playhouse, Playhouse. Exactly. That's the hot spot. That was like the hottest club during that time. I was stoked to be there. <laughs> well, which one came first? I felt like at the, when we, I felt like, oh, that's crazy. I felt like at either one, we had already known each other. Maybe that was just a vibe. Maybe it was just like good vibes. Like, yo, you know, I recognize your soul. I recognize your soul. You good peeps. You good peeps. Maybe that's what it was. Um, but I don't remember. Okay, it was definitely one of those two events. Yeah, Playhouse okay. was our first meeting. Wow. Yes, that's when I got introduced to you. Nikki introduced us and uh, that was it. That was cra- that's crazy. That's cra- you know what the funny thing is is that you and I, I I've always felt like you know I've always felt like a kindred spirit with you. You know I've always felt like the same. We were like operating on the same wavelength, uh, just about being how we exist in the universe. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you just you're a good you're you're a great person. You're a great human being. You're cool as. Cool as shit, you know. Let's just be cool as shit. I can say this is my show. It's my show. All right, I said it, and um, you know, I like to think that I'm cool as shit. I can say it. It's my show. So, um, <laughs> there's always been like, you know, when we, even though we live on completely opposite ends uh, of the country, when we see each other, it was always like, yo, we just picked up where we left off, like we never left off, and that's, yeah. you know, what I mean, to me, that's what. You know, the basis for a good friendship is when you can do that and, you know, we check in on each other, uh, you know, we make sure to keep, keep the communications open and we just, you know, we look out for the cookout. And to me, that's what that's a that's a sign of, of true friendship when you look out for the cookout for no other reason other than looking out for the cookout. Yeah, you know, so true. It really is. It's a special thing, you know, and I I do believe that's something Nikki has done for us, you know, brought us together and, you know. Look, let's, 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 let's just get into it. The, my brother Nikki, he was, you know, we, we could wax poetic for years on right. all the wonderful things that he's done for the global community um, and how he's touched so many people and touched the lives of so many people. But, you know, because we both had a personal connection to him, we're going to keep it a bean. We're going to keep it 100. And we're going to briefly, if you want to, if we can, discuss some of the great, just happy times, happy moments that the brother blessed us with. You know, because there's been, there, there were many. There were many. But I want to ask you, we just talked about how you and I met. How did you guys meet? Yeah, we. I met Nikki at Anaheim One, okay, in uh, in Anaheim at Angel Stadium in January of 2010, 
So a girlfriend of mine, my best friend at the time and still close friend of mine, her brother's a big sponsor of the event. I don't know if you've heard of FMF. Yes. The FMF, yeah. Um, so Donnie Andler, you probably know him. Yeah, I know he invited, Yeah. <laughs> he invited us out. So we went. It was a Saturday night. We didn't have any plans. And, uh, yeah, we. I ended up running into Nikki there and, uh, you know, got introduced, this and that, exchanged numbers and kept in contact ever, you know, started messaging each other. We kind of built a relationship on Skype and video messaging and all that stuff because he was traveling so much but yeah that's kind of where our relationship started and Anaheim won <laughs> oh that's great and that was in 2010 2010 yeah January of 2010 I want to say the first week maybe January 9th okay to, yeah well, that see that stuff that I don't think a lot of people get to know. Uh, they they don't really, you know. I think people see things on the surface, you know, and they just either don't give it any further thought, or they don't, you know, dive any deeper into the humanity of the humanity of people. You know, like I think a lot of times they, especially with somebody on Nikki's level. They they just kind of see them with the helmet on, and when they see them with the helmet off, it's like they don't go any further into the fact that we are all people, and you know we just we have feelings, emotions, and we have relationships, and things just don't happen. There's hard work, there's dedication, there's perseverance, there's ups and downs, and you know, and I'm sure I'm sure that was it was. It, let me ask. All right, let me just get to the question I'm trying to get to. Was it love at first sight? You know what? That is so funny. You know how like <laughs> straightforward Nikki is. Yes. So not too. Uh, I keep on saying not too long ago, but uh, you know, before his passing, uh, I asked him about that. I was like, Nikki, was it love at first sight for you? He's like, yeah. I was like, for me, it was for sure. He's like, uh, not really. What? Like Nikki's freaking Nikki, like. Oh, wait, so for you. I, for you. He was messing with me for sure. I'm like, I knew it was love at first sight. You wouldn't have asked for my number. You wouldn't have texted me when I left. So, well, there it, well, there it is. There it is. I like that. Yeah, yes. no, but he's, you know, just blatantly honest and. Yeah, that's Nikki. That's that was Nikki. the that was the cool thing about him. I mean, there's so many. So I mean, he just he just it, it is what it is. It was what it was. And there was no need to go into the gray, you know. Oh, he, yeah. You know, and that's but that's what I think is an element that is often missing missing when with certain people. You totally. you know, you, you never really I like to know where I stand with somebody. Okay. And if I don't know where I, I mean if I know where I stand, and I told somebody real quick, I'm not too fond of you today. Even if it's just for the day, I have no problem saying today is not your day, okay? <laughs> But <laughs> that keeps it real. But you some, sometimes there are people, a lot of times I feel now you don't really know where people are going. I feel like people have angles and, and different things that they're trying to accomplish and ulterior motives. Yo, just keep it 100 with your boy. And, you know, just, let's just be real. Let's just live. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that that's Nikki. I mean, he keeps it 100 always. There's no guessing around him. You Love know, it. and that's a that's a special, you know, strong characteristic. So it's rarity in today. Yes, very much. But I want to ask you about you. 
What's your company? Like, you know, you, you, I've been checking, you know, we homies, so like we check each other's grams. Um, you've been doing a little bit of the riding, riding lately. Um, were you always into bikes or did that come after you guys met? No, uh, I mean, of course, after I became a fan of motorcycle racing after I met Nikki, but uh, it was it's never, you know, motorcycles weren't really my thing. I don't want to, you know, not that mm-hmm. I'm passionate about, but I knew how passionate Nikki was about it. And, uh, you know, let's say, for instance, him and his brothers are all sitting at the table, his dad talking about bikes. I'm tuning out. I'm like, all right, time to <laughs> go find something to entertain me over here for the next hour because they will talk about bikes for days, yes. forever. So anyways, but after after Nikki's passing, I just, I don't know. I feel like it was something that made me feel like closer to him mm-hmm. that I wanted to learn how to ride a motorcycle. Okay, okay. So... So I did that. So Honda set up a cool ride day and me, my family, friends learned how to ride dirt bikes um, at their training facility in Colton, California. And it was pretty cool. Um, before then, though, Nikki did try to teach me how to ride a motorcycle. How did, how did that go? How did that go? Not so good. No, no, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I drove myself into a cornfield, so that's, that's as good as it, yeah, that's as good as I got over there. But that's just safe. I think that's pretty safe, right? If you, it could have been something else and you to go into a cornfield. Right, right. Okay, cornfield, I should be happy about that. Yeah, no, Nikki tried to teach me and, you know, he's kind of patient, so... He had to, I had to buckle down and try to learn how to ride this little scooter. And we started, uh, I was following him on his bicycle. He was okay. cycling and I was riding behind him. And uh, yeah, just intersection came up. I got a little nervous, got a little shaky and squirrely and whiskey throttled into a cornfield. Wow. So yeah, okay. I remember him. He would always call me J-Punk. So I remember him screaming <laughs> at the top of his lungs and here I am buried in a cornfield, like deep in a cornfield. Yeah, it was a little scary. So okay. I didn't attempt that after that. Wait, yeah. wait a minute, pause, pause, pause. I want to ask you, what, how, how did that, the J-Punk, how did that tag, that that nickname, where? Did, would Nikki just, he just started calling, was there a reason behind it? How did that just because, it, it, you know, that that's been your handle. Like I've been in we've been in race events and I've heard people. Oh, that's J-Punk. That's J-Punk. Right. Um, <laughs> at my party, when remember, uh, you came to my party, uh, the SBI MotoGP takeover yeah. party. Austin, and when you walked in, people were like people. It's funny because people still don't know that's my party. People standing right the day of people. Like, Yo, Al, you go to the party tonight. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. They're like, well, it's VIP, you know, you, but you know, people you might be able to get in. I'm like, it's my party, man. Um, when, we were, when you walked in with Al, shout out to Lauren, the homie, you know what I mean? Um, you guys walked in, you were like, yo, that's J-Punk, that's J-Punk, that's J-Punk. I was like, oh, I think that's the homie. Yes. How did that happen? Like, J-Punk. Sadly, some people don't even know my name. I think like 90% of people don't know my actual name. It's just J-Punk, but I love it. Um, <laughs> no, that, that's, been my nickname since high school so really yeah okay nikki i mean he caught caught on to it too and what do you call me j-punk 
But what does anytime I need to push myself to, I'll be on a jog or something doing something. I'll like, come on, J Punk. And I like think of Nikki's, you know, words, come on, J Punk. So it gives me a little push. See, you know, I do the same thing. I'm going to keep it 100, which I do the same thing to give myself a little boost. I'm like, come on, Black Moses, get it together. Of course, you have to. I speak to myself in third person. It happens. It's my show. I can do that. Okay. A little self-motivation, never heard. That's all. You know, a little, little Gary V, you know, internal <laughs> thing going on there. You know, get, get Black Moses, get your ass up. I like it. I like it. Okay. Now, what can we talk about? Do you, I know this is, you know, you have of a plethora I just yeah it's, it's early but I'm dropping words like plethora <laughs> you have a plethora of favorite moments with Nikki do you have do, can you can you hit me with like one or two like favorite funny moments something that maybe that the you know the most people may not know something that'll make people smile there's so many good memories, but can we talk about a memory that I hold close to my heart? That's one of the funnest, funniest nights ever. Of course. You were there. Wow. Uh oh, here we go. At, there we go. It was at Dre's nightclub, the rooftop yeah. at the W. Yeah. That night. I know you know that night. Wait, 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 wait. First and foremost, <laughs> I'm glad that you brought that up because you can now corroborate. <laughs> I've mentioned this story before and I can't front, you know, we are adults and I may have had an adult beverage or five that evening, okay? And, um, you know, libations were flowing. It was a good time. So I remember a majority of the evening. Um, And so my, when I retold the story, it was based on my perception of what I remembered or did not remember. So I'm glad that you brought that up so you can corroborate or... (laughs) confirm or deny certain things um but please tell inform us and me what did we do that night (laughs) yeah that was a great night i think we had a ducati press event and then okay yep that was it and then afterwards we went up to the rooftop at dre's and dre's goes off yes so i mean i think the situation was sitting at our table do you remember him he was there and Nikki was loving that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, it was just a fun night. You know, and Nikki doesn't drink, so, or didn't drink. So he's just a wild, he, he, he's the star of the show. Yeah. He walks into a room and dem- not demands all the attention. He just, he just you know, he's, he, he's, it's that personality trait where everybody is all eyes on him. Yeah, and it's a great thing that he did. He doesn't do it on purpose. It's just one of those elements of his soul. People were just genuinely attracted to him, to his light. Yeah, absolutely. No, so, I just remember being such a fun night. I don't know if you remember this one moment, like he kicked the dancer off her pole and like took over her pole. I have, I have photos. I have photos too. I've never published them. I have photos too. Actually, five second video that I've never posted. Why I have you not sent me that yet? Oh. This poor girl, beautiful, enjoying all the attention. And there goes Nikki, like, okay, move aside. It's time for me to take over. Oh, man. <laughs> that guy. And he got in behind the DJ with the DJ, started yeah. shouting out yeah. this, that. 
Yeah, I remember him shouting out, Ducati's in the building. Yes. TV with his sport bike sinks in the building. Oh, oh I would tell him sometimes, like when he, we would go out, like, I'm going to have to start carrying a leash in my purse. Like <laughs> when you get out of, when you get too excited and too caught up in the moment, throw a leash on you and, you know, keep you at a distance. You know what I, what I remember? I mean, I remember a lot of elements of that evening, uh, a little bit cloudy, but I do recall at one point you grabbed my, like my collar or my arm and you said, you watch him. Do you remember that? Oh gosh. You know what? That sounds, that sounds all familiar. Yeah. And that was the thing I was like, yo, like she just went straight grandma on me. <laughs> Look, she's straight in the eye, dead in the eye. You, you better me, look after you this said- and I was like, what? I was like, oh, but he's a grown man. You just gave me that look. <laughs> like, you were like, look. Because you were like, look, I, I said, keep an eye on him. And I turned around and he was gone. And you were like, where'd he go? Great job. Where'd he go? <laughs> I was like, all right, I got to go find him. You told me to go. I'm going to go find him right now. I'm going to go get him right now. Yeah, that's when he ended up with the DJ mic. And I started. So you got battling someone. <laughs> you, the look you gave me was kind of like, what's that emoji with the hand in the head? Oh yes, the vibe you head, shaking head. You had one job. You like one job. You like just go get him. Don't say anything. Just go get him. <laughs> that was such a fun. That was a great. You know, I felt like there was a lot of bonding. <laughs> Oh right. That night. Um, because we made memories and that's what that's what life is about. That's what you know, the experiences that we share with each other and others, it's about, you know, living your best life whenever possible and it should always be possible, but making memories that you can a week later, a year later, ten years later, whatever. Yeah, look at us look at us now. Right. You know years later, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing when you can think of you know those moments and just smile and laugh and say yeah I remember that or I almost kind of remember that please clarify some things for me <laughs> I remember the, I remember the uh, the elevator ride where remember there was a guy who was asking questions he was like. Asking Nikki about like, oh, you ride. He was real arrogant, like this. Oh yeah, I had no clue. Oh my god! I wish I had at that time because that was one of the best exchanges. Because Nikki was he completely downplayed who he was. He just was like. All the time, he'll tell people like if they're like, "What do you do? Oh, do you ride motorcycles?" Like, no, I ride, I ride a a rollerblade or like something ridiculous. I'm like Nikki. Palm to the face, like shaking my head. Will you stop messing around with everyone? That's Nikki, though. What did he tell that guy? I don't even remember. He, the guy said something like, Oh, so what do you ride? You ride motorcycles. And Nikki's kind of like, Yeah, kind of, right? <laughs> he's like, Yeah, kind of. And he's like, what do, you, what, do you, what do you ride? Like, what do you ride? And, you know, Nikki, I forget what Nikki said back, but the guy was kind of like, And, you know, shout out to all my LA people, but this guy was like an LA reject. Okay. He was just kind of like, Yeah, like, bro, like, yeah. You know? And I was like, Oh, and I was like, Nikki, let me tell him. Please let me tell him who you are because he. Right. <laughs> but that interaction was just it was 
perfect because you were laughing. I was laughing. Uh, Nikki was trying not to laugh. And the guy was just kind of, like Nikki wasn't really giving him any information other than the fact that. And I think that was that was getting to the guy more than anything that, you know, Nikki wasn't going tit for tat about who knew more about motorcycles. It was like, dude, you're not going to win this at all. Just get out of the elevator and go. All right. What That's you- Nikki, though. He just plays it calm, cool, and collected always. What a that that's such a great lesson though, great lesson you know like for life. Yeah. You know, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm a student of life, and I I've learned at my 44 years of age on this planet that sometimes the best thing to do is watch and learn. Every action does not require a reaction, and from that was one of many moments being with Nikki where. I realized, you know, you don't have to let everybody know how you feel. You can be, you can just be cool as a cucumber and accomplish more, learn, observe, and just, you know, blossom as a person. And that was, like I said, that's one of the things that I try to do now in my life. And I can get pretty heated. I'm a very passionate person. I can get very excited about things that I love and things that I'm not too happy about. But I'm learning more. Just, hey, Black Moses, be cool, man. Be cool. That's what I do now. I try to be cool. Shout out to the brother, Nikki, for, you know, helping me help me see that, particularly in that yeah. moment with that L.A. reject guy in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> like, you ride motorcycles, bro? Oh, I great. like it, yeah. What, oh, um, yeah. any other favorite moments you want to share? You know, Laguna Seca is always a fun time. Mm-hmm. I feel like... You know, we, I'm talking about moments that we've spent together, you know, the three of us in obviously group, group atmospheres and, you know, Laguna, Cannery Row, Sunday, Sunday evening. That's always yeah. a good time. You know, yeah. everyone gets Party. to loosen up, the race weekend's done and, you know, all the, all the racing battles on the track go out the door and everyone's just. Those were good always, time. those were always yeah. fun moments, the after parties, whether you know, it was just the you know shout out to to the homies at Red Bull because they know yeah. how to throw a rager. You know, I, I've always felt that you know the SBI party kicked off the weekend, and then the uh, <laughs> then the Red Bull after party pretty much wrapped it up. But those were always those are great great moments for us. Um, oh man, so much stuff, so much stuff. Listen, buddy, listen. What if I could can I ask you a question about Nikki's impact on the world? What is how do you feel that he had like I just I just mentioned a moment ago about what a small thing that I watched him do that had a massive impact on me on how I handle situations or how I'm learning to handle situations. Do you have any thoughts on his global impact? And I'm talking not just with the racing, not just with motorcycles, but just him as his light, his light. I mean, it's so it's so hard for me to put all of that into words because there's just not enough I can say about the impact he's made on. I mean, I know the impact he's made on myself. You know, the impact he's made on you. And those are huge impacts he's made on on us. Yeah. But I never knew, right, I never knew to what extent he, the impact he had on everyone else. Yeah. You know, everyone else in the motorsports industries and, 
I mean, I get messages on the regular, on the daily, just saying like, I never met Nikki, but he changed my life. Mm. I, this, I was at my darkest, worst time in my life. And I got introduced to Nikki and that changed me. Like he made me want to be a better person. He has, and he's not only just him personally, his whole story now, mm-hmm. now that things are different and uh, he's no longer with us, his whole story is just so powerful, so strong, so inspirational. Yeah. And people are just like drawn to that. People that, you know, might not have known him, but know me, like still cry, still you know, at the thought of Nikki not being here or right. still like, oh yeah, I watched this video of Nikki. What an amazing person. Like, you know, just those YouTube videos that that just really, you know, hit yeah. home. But uh, yeah, he's, I mean, that boy, he needs to be proud of himself for yeah. everything he's done. You know, you know and not and not knowing. I, I, I think, I honestly don't think he you know, knew what he, mm-hmm. the capability he had. I don't think he, I know he knew how special he was, but he's so humble. He's so, so much integrity came from him. I don't, you know, he never, he was never arrogant or, you know, that just, he was he, just as cool as can be. He was as real as, exactly. as he could get. He was as real as he could get. Um, and, you know, I remember, I took, I sent him a shirt, an SBI shirt. And I didn't think, you know, it was like, hey, you know, you know send, send my bro a shirt. And then when you guys sent me the picture of him rocking the shirt. Yeah. I was like, what? That was like, I was like, okay, all right, well then, you know, I better make sure that this next issue is banging because people are going to be really looking for it in the magazine now. But it was like, that touched me because it was just something... It was just something that was, it was a small thing, um, but it meant so much. And I, I think that that is that was that was that was a major cool spot. For oh me, yeah, you know exactly. And that he took care of his people like that. I mean, he took care of his fans completely, but his his core group and yeah. people like you and I, like you didn't ask him to do that, but he mm-hmm. went the extra mile yeah. just to show his respect towards you. You know, and that's what I, that's what I said earlier. Looking out for the cookout, just for the yeah. sake of the cookout. Amazing. Yeah. What um, I know you're involved with a couple of things to continue the legacy and to uh, you know to for the you were talking about people who are still messaging you and contacting you and and talking about the impact that Nikki had on them. What are you in? And I know that you're involved with a few things. Can you give some details on what you have, what you're activating, what you're engaged with, and, and you know, what can we see coming down the line or in the future? Yeah. You know, one thing that I'm super passionate about and excited about is this film I'm working on. Oh. Yeah. Let's talk so- about it. Let's talk about it. You know, keeping keeping Nikki's legacy alive is the most important thing in my life. It really is. You know, once he was gone, this is like I'm in charge of this. I have to I have to be the one to tell his story. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, he he meant so much to me. He meant so much to me. He meant so much to everyone. And 
I just want to make sure the whole world hears the story because it's it's an unbelievable story. The story is so unique, so touching, so strong, powerful. It's it's so Nikki. I love it. What yeah. we're now, now now this film are we pre-production? Are we in development? What stage are we at? Yeah, this is the beginning stages. Okay. We're, yeah, we're in the production stage of the, the development stages. Okay. You know, slowly but surely it's happening. You have to be patient with some of this stuff. And It uh, takes time. It takes time. It takes, it takes time. So I'm working with Red Bull on this film. Uh, that's appropriate. That's, that's very appropriate. Yeah. Very appropriate. You know, their, their media house is a whole nother level. I'm so impressed. They're their North America headquarters are in Santa Monica. So mm-hmm. kind of right down the street from me. So I've stepped in there a few times with Nikki and, uh, in the more recent months, yeah. um, have been going there, taking a couple meetings here and there, but, uh, you know, Jeremy Malott. Of course. Shout out to and Jeremy. The dude. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I, I don't even know why they call him Hammer, but Hammer Time. <laughs> we, I'm going like to have to have him on the show. We're going to find right. out. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? Exactly. I'm curious to know. Anyway, so hey, Jeremy's been so instrumental in this. And uh, I did a podcast last year. And it was speaking about my time with Nikki and, you know, the dreams and hopes I had for him. Um Jeremy listened to it and then he reached out to me and wanted to help. So Love one it. meeting led to two, two to three, so on and so on. And I just really have a lot of faith in this project and I believe it's going to make a massive impact. And that's really what's important to me. Listen, I don't have to tell you that, you know, Black Moses has your back 120%. Matter of fact, let's make it 200%. Um, if there's anything that I can do, if there's anything I can participate in with, be part of, all you got to do is holler at your boy. You know, I'll be oh, right I there. Know. You know, I don't I even know. have to tell you that. I don't have to tell you that. Maybe you don't. You don't. As a matter of fact, I, I might I might just show up one day and be like, no, no, I'm just hanging around in case Jackie needs me to come through and do something. It's going to be right, it. right here. You know, I'm going to be here for a little bit. If you need me, I'm here. Holla. I love Listen. it. I love it. Listen, let's, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I pre, Black Moses appreciate you and you, you hanging out with, with, with your boy for a little bit. I want to move into, you've listened to the podcast, so you know that I don't let my guests go. You're not a guest. You're my friend. You're my family. So I'm definitely not letting you go with, before we moved into the Super Bowl section of the episode. Are you ready for the Super Bowl? I'm ready. Take it easy on me, okay? okay? All right. Now, you know how this works. I ask you three questions, and it's kind of rapid response. First thing that pops into your head, or how you speak your truth. Speak your truth. All right. Here we go. Question. Question number one, Tupac or Biggie? Mm, Tupac, West Coast girl. You know what? I, I can't. I, I expect that. And that's, and that's, that's great. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. Moving on. Question number two, Los Angeles or New York? Oh, man. Go Los down. Angeles is home. New York is my favorite city. Really? Yeah, I love New York. I'm itching to actually move out here. I'm like, I need a change of scenery. Of Are you serious? The wet East Coast. You love know, New York. You would thrive. You would thrive on the East Coast. Your personality, uh, 
your sensibility and your and your your intelligence. You're a street savvy woman, and you know oh, you would do so well. You would do so well. Okay, all right. Oh, Moving, Alan, thank you. Keeping it one hundred. Keeping it one hundred. Moving on. Final question, and. You know, it's a, this is the, I have to ask this question because it's the third and I have to ask everybody, even though I think I already know the answer to it. And I think everybody listening that has listened to the show knows the answer to it, but you never know. Sometimes you roll the dice. If you had, if you could, if you would take a ride with anybody, anybody, who would you ride with? What would you ride? Most importantly, where would you ride to? And choke me up on this one, but you know who I'm going to choose? Ride with my baby, Nikki, and uh, she'll go anywhere. I'll go anywhere with him, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 you know what, and that, that is, that's, that's the deal. That's the deal, and I, you know, Jackie, I appreciate you. I appreciate you on a personal level, and uh, if I had to if I had to look up the word strength or Google it, and if I typed in the word strength into the search bar, a photo of you would pop up. If I had to open the dictionary and look up the word under S and strength, there would be a picture of you. So, you know, friend to friend, homie to homie, you're the shit. Alan, thank you so much. That means so much to me. keeps it real, okay? Let me let me go even deeper. Let me go deeper, okay? That's not Black Moses talking. That's Alan talking. You dig? I love it. Thank you. Now, before I let you go, is there any is there anybody you want to give a shout out to? You want to say thank you to or? You know, thank you to all Nikki's fans. Jesus. The presence Nikki still has, you know, every day I'm on social media and I see all his fans posting about him constantly. I love that. I love hearing the stories. I love hearing about Nikki. So to his fans, to his family, to my family, to you, everyone that keeps Nikki's legacy alive, I appreciate you guys. I truly do. Well, hey, Jackie. You are appreciated and loved, and you know that. So, as always, as always, it is my pleasure and honor to talk to you. It's pleasure and honor to call you my friend, to call you my family, to call you my buddy, my homie. You know, when I when I send when we send each other texts and we like yo thug life and we just check in <laughs> on each other. <laughs> that means so much to me. That means so much to me, and I'm here for you always, and you know that. Okay. I know you are. Thank you, Alan. It's always hey. a pleasure. And I'll see you next week, Laguna, World yes. Superbike. All right, Monterey, we coming, J-Punk, oh, Black we Moses. We are coming. Yeah. Here we come. It's going to be good times. All right. Yeah. I love you. I'll talk to you soon, okay? Love you, too. Thank you. Well, that's our show for this week. I'd like to say thank you to Jackie for coming on and uh, hanging out with hanging out with your boy, Mr. Black Moses. Uh, listen. Next week, World Superbike, Moto America, Laguna, Monterey, California. Your boy's coming out. Get ready. Get ready. You dig? Black Moses is coming back to California. In the meantime, in between time, please follow the show on Instagram at Life in the Fast Lane Official, on Twitter at L I T F L Official, and on Facebook 
You can find us at Life in the Fast Lane Podcast. Please hit that like, the share, the subscribe button, tell a friend, make more friends so you can tell more friends. We will be right back here next Friday with an all-new episode of Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. I'm gone. This is a sitting ringside with David Penzer quick fix on Radio Influence. I told you WWE was going to make a move when their backs were against the wall. We talked about it with Disco, and I my idea was that they were going to go to a organic uh, type of booking where they would listen to the fans, and they still may do that. But I knew that Vince McMahon does not lose, and Vince McMahon will change with the times only when he has to. He likes his comfort zone, but when he gets pushed out of that comfort zone and he has to, he will go in a different direction. I knew it was only a matter of time. I didn't think it was going to be this soon. And of course, I'm referring to the announcement of Paul Heyman uh, taking over Raw and Eric Bischoff taking over SmackDown. I would say that while they were both touted as sort of the same position and called the same thing, I would bet, and I could be wrong, that Paul Heyman is more of a creative decision. And I think that the... Eric Bischoff hiring while he may be in charge of creative at the very end and or he may have a say in it, uh, knowing what I do about Eric and his uh, his his wheelhouse of dealing with television executives, especially on a pro wrestling level. I believe that that was more of a hire, not about creative, because Eric's the first one to say that while he had a lot of broad ideas that were very creative, especially at the beginning of Monday Nitro. Yeah, he was not a the creative person that, you know, the booker, so to speak. He came up with the broad ideas and had a Kevin Sullivan or a Kevin Nash or a Hulk Hogan fine-tune those ideas. My guess is that, that with Fox coming on board, they wanted somebody who knew the lingo of television executives, who knew how to schmooze the television executives, and who had a direct line to Vince McMahon. He did a similar job uh, for TNA with Spike TV and Spike TV probably kept TNA on and I'm guessing on this too, but probably kept TNA on longer than they would have if Eric was not there to be the go-between. Sitting ringside with David Penzer can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.